So welcome, uh, podcast listeners. Uh, if you are not already aware, I am uh, recording my classes um, on YouTube as well. So if you ever want the visual to go along with the audio, you can uh, check out my website, Brownstone Yoga at Athens Public. And I will be presenting live classes. Um, what is this? Monday and Tuesday at 10 a.m. EST, and Wednesday at 5.30 EST, and I'm thinking of uh, trying out a new format for Wednesdays, maybe something a little more interactive where maybe I have uh, someone joining me remotely <laughs> uh, who, I can, who I can talk to <laughs> and who can, uh, you know, tell me what's going on for that, with them in the poses. Okay, so as I mentioned a moment ago, we're going to start our practice today in a standing position. Look down at your feet as you come to stand and lift and spread your toes. Try to create a wide base with your feet. Press your toes into the floor and then send energy down the entire length of your body down into the earth. Just as when we start seated, you might visualize roots growing into the floor, through your feet. Reaching through the floor, reaching through the foundation of whatever building you might be in, and deep down into the earth below. Imagine those roots growing like the roots of a tree, down deep out broad, connecting with other tree roots, other human roots being established all around you. And then from that connectivity, from that deeply rooted stance, draw up into your legs, toning up into your kneecaps, lifting into your pelvic crests as your tailbone lengthens down, creating a tone in your abdominal muscles and a length in your lower spine. Shrug your shoulders up towards your ears, lifting and lengthening the sides of your body, and then loop your shoulder blades together behind your heart, creating an open chest. And then turn your palms forward as you allow the shoulder blades to slide down the back side of your body, reaching your fingertips towards the floor. Tilt your chin down parallel to the earth. Draw the sides of your neck slightly back. And as you push down into the earth, draw up the length of your body, up through the crown of your head. Now close your eyes. And arrive. Bring your awareness into this room, into your body. So once establishing the posture, we are in Tadasana or Mountain Pose. Consider yourself now a conduit of energy. Let energy move through you. I really had a uh, experience of this uh, this 
way of thinking the other day when I was practicing some yoga outside. It was a beautiful day. The um, sun was shining. The birds were chirping. So try to uh, cultivate that sense of occupying your body as it is. You might start to notice your breath. You may start to change your breath by breathing consciously in and out through your nostrils, transitioning into the practice of ujjayi pranayama, the triumphant breath, by drawing in a gentle contraction at the back of your throat. Listen for the sound of your breath. And let that sound be yet another tool to draw your senses into the room, onto your mat, and into your body. How does the breath move energy? Consider as you breathe in, allowing an additional moment at the top of your breath to, for more air to stream into your body. An additional moment at the end of your exhalation for more air to escape your body, escape your lungs. I often like to use the imagery of ocean waves for this breath meditation. So as you inhale, you might envision the swell of a large wave. The top, the wave crashes and begins to recede back to the wide ocean. Please bring your palms together in front of your heart. Press the fingerprints together, widen out through the elbows and across the collarbones. We will chant Om three times before beginning the moving practice. Please chant along if you'd like. Exhale. And inhale for Om.
head to your heart, release your arms to your sides, again, Tadasana. As you inhale next, sweep your arms overhead, palms touching at the top, possibly looking up, and then exhale, hands through heart center and arms to your side, shoulders roll back. Inhale, arms overhead, exhale, hands through the heart center and arms to your sides. One more time, inhale, exhale. This time, inhale, sweep the arms up, and as you exhale, gently bend the knees as you fold forward, fingertips to the floor or onto blocks, releasing the weight of your head forward and down. And we'll walk out the forward fold here, bending one knee, reaching the opposite hip up and out, exploring the backs of the legs as the upper body hangs forward. So working into the body slowly, mindfully, really talk to, be in communication with the backs of your legs, your outer hips. And then bring your forward fold into stillness, keeping any amount of bend in your knees as you push your hips, or push your feet down, lift your hips up. Now actively lengthen the crown of the head towards the floor and shrug your shoulders away from your ears, keeping the sides of your neck long. With an inhale, bring your palms to your shins, hug your shoulder blades together on your back, extend your heart and chin forward. And as you exhale, next fold once again. Inhale, lift halfway. Exhale, fold, synchronizing breath and movement. Last one, inhale, lift halfway. And exhale, fold. As you inhale next, push into the floor, sweep your arms out, up and overhead, palms touch as you reach up, look up. Exhale, hands through heart center and arms to your sides. Inhale, arms sweep up. Exhale, flow forward into some half Surya Namaskar A. Inhale, halfway lift. Exhale, fold in deep, release the head. Inhale, circle the arms out, up and overhead, palms touch, look up. Exhale, hands to heart center. Two more with your own breath. For the next several postures, I will invite you to take your inner feet together. If inner feet together is not, uh, not accessible for your body and you have a block, you might place a block between your thighs, giving you something to squeeze the thighs into. So I'm going to practice with the block today. 
Press down through the feet, come back to Tadasana. As you inhale next, sweep your arms out, up, and overhead. Interlace the fingers, crossing the thumbs, pointing the index fingers skyward. Push down through the feet, lift out of the waistline, lengthen from your feet to your fingertips. Inhale, growing tall, exhale, upper body leans right, hips shift gently left, lengthening the left side body. Tone the muscles of the legs so that the kneecaps lift, push down through your feet, square your hips and chest forward. You might use your right arm to gently extend your left side body. Now with awareness, turn your gaze up beyond your left tricep muscles. I've noted before, but I'll note it again. Uh, this always is a profound change in the experience of the posture for me. So notice if that's true for you. If it's not, that doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. I'm only, <laughs> I'm teaching from my own experience, and I have my own unique experience, which is likely to be different than yours. Not better, not worse. Inhale, back to center. Grow tall. Exhale, upper body leans left. Hips shift to the right. Keep the legs toned, feet pressing down, hips and chest squared to the room in front of you. Use your left arm to draw your right side body long. Keep the edges of your mouth soft. And again, mindfully turn your gaze up beyond your right tricep muscles. Breathe awareness along your right shoulder, between your ribs, down the outer waistline, down the outer hip. And then with your next inhale, come back to center. Draw the arms down like football goalposts. Elbows in towards the armpits to draw the shoulder blades onto the back of the heart. Push the feet down, lift into the front of the hip points, lengthen through the tailbone so that the core is strong, the low back is long. Tilt your uh, gaze and chin up. And keeping your head suspended for this one, Start to peel the upper body back. So as though you're leaning the head and the chest back into the support of two loving hands. So uh, keep the hands lengthening the neck, the hand behind the heart lifting the heart. The higher the heart, the longer the spine, the more space you'll eventually have to go back. If you're feeling pain or compression in the low back, then that's probably your indicator to not go back any further. Bring the chest up, elbows up, head up, release the arms to your sides, and as you inhale next, sweep your arms up, exhale, flow forward, fingertips to the floor or onto blocks. Let's walk out the forward fold again, loosening, releasing through the low back after the, the uh, pop potentially compressing back bend practice. Let the head hang heavy. If it's okay for the knees, lift up onto the toes and bend the knees forward to sink the hips to the heels. I like to do that a couple of times to uh, really release through the low back. Okay, now we're going to do a deep forward fold. So, uh, bend your knees as much as you need to to tuck the hand underneath the heel. Thumbs on the outside, pinky fingers on the inside. If your feet are together, your pinky fingers will touch side by side. Push down through your feet, lift into the hips, lengthen along the backs of your legs as you sandwich your chest towards your thighs, your face towards your shins. 
the crown of the head towards the earth. Lift up with your hands on your heels, pull your shoulders away from your ears, push down through the feet, lift through the hips, lift into the kneecaps. Feel the back side of your body lengthening and opening. Walk your hands back in front of your feet. Inhale, palms to the shins, lift halfway, and exhale. We're going to take our fierce chair. So I'm combining the two uh, typical <laughs> translations of this pose, awkward, awkward chair and fierce pose, and we're going to make it a fierce chair. So sit your thighs parallel to the floor, fingertips behind your heels, Weight in the fingertips, weight in the heels, and then I'm going to ask you to round your spine, chin to chest, forehead towards or between the knees, belly button towards the spine, tailbone tucks towards the heels, thighs stay parallel in your fierce chair. You might take a moment to visualize what your fierce chair that you're seated in might look like. I immediately, my vision is of... Um, a uh, red lucite chair with flames. It's very reminiscent of a chair that my sister-in-law owns, um, but it's red. <laughs> okay, push your feet down, lift your hips up, walk your hands forward, fold as you exhale. Inhale, palms to shin, shoulder blades on the back. Exhale and fold in. Inhale, sweep the arms out, up and overhead, reach up, palms touch at the top. Exhale, hands through heart center and arms to your sides. Let's add more flair to our fierce chair. Inhale, sweep up. Exhale, flow forward. Inhale, rise halfway. And exhale, fold in deep. Fingertips behind the heels, sink the hips low. Round the spine, chin to chest momentarily, and then look forward and reach forward with the arms. Keeping those hips low down in that fierce chair of yours, weight in the heels. If the ankles and knees are together, hug them in. If you have the block, squeeze the block. Waistline back, fingertips reach, look forward, five, four, three, Two and one. Hips high, head low, fold in as you exhale. Inhale, palms to shin, shoulder blades on the back, chin and chest forward. Exhale, fold even deeper. Inhale to rise, arms overhead, look up, reach up, palms touch. Exhale, hands through heart center, arms to your side, shoulders roll back. Again, inhale, reach up. Exhale, flow forward. Release the head. Inhale, palms to shin, shoulder blades on the back. Last piece of the puzzle. Exhale, sink the hips into your fierce chair. Round the spine, keep the hips low. Reach the arms forward, pull the waistline back. Look forward and then begin to look up. Sweep the biceps back behind the ears. Heart lifts, hips sink, waistline back. Reach up, look up, hold. Five, four, Three, two, one, stand up. Exhale, hands through heart center and arms to your sides, shoulders roll back, palms forward. And for now, you can release the block if you have it. We are going to come into some 
uh, cat and cow poses. So find your tabletop, planting your wrists below your shoulders. Spread your fingers in your palms, knees or hip width distance. Inhale, belly and chest down, tailbone and gaze lift into cow. And exhale, round the spine, chin to chest, tailbone towards the floor, belly button towards the ceiling, cat pose. And continue to move through these two shapes with the pace of your breath. So likely the pace of your breath is a little quickened by uh, that fierce that fierce chair sequence. So move a little bit more quickly than you might typically move through this sequence. And as you move, listen, notice, accept, <laughs> embrace, and perhaps start to modify. Maybe the hips shift side to side, addressing some sensation in the inner thighs or in the outer hips, low back. Perhaps the chest moves down, elbows bend, addressing some sensation in the upper back and the shoulders. Make your practice your own. Set it all free. Uh, okay, so from here, we are going to do um, what I call crossbow pose. So come to your neutral table, bringing uh, stability to your core, length to your low back by drawing your low ribs in and back, lengthen back through the tailbone, reach forward through the heart. I like to bring the left knee an inch towards center for stability as I lift the right leg straight up and back. So do that if you like that. Knee and toes point straight down, keeping the hips at a level height. Imagine placing a glass of water at the back of your pelvis or the uh, base of your spine. You don't want to spill that glass of water. Reach your left arm forward and look forward. Push back through the tailbone, through the right foot, reach forward through the heart, through the fingertips. And point the right knee, right, point the right toes, bend the right knee. It's okay if your glass of water spills now as you reach back with your left hand and grab the inside of your right foot. If you have grabbed the foot, get a good grip and begin to kick the foot into the hand, lifting the right thigh away from the floor, hugging the left shoulder blade deeply onto the back of the chest. Kick and lift, heart forward, tailbone back, stability at your center to create length through the low spine. Okay, release that, knee down, hand down, and we'll do the second side. Right knee comes an inch towards center, left leg extends back, knee and toes point down, hips level, place your glass of water, extend the right arm forward, Reach through the heart, reach through the fingertips, find that stability at your middle. Lower ribs subtly in and back, tailbone extends back, heel pushes back, and then point the toes, spill your glass, reach for the inside of your foot with the right hand. Once you have a good grip, kick the foot into the hand, lift the left thigh away from the floor, wrap the right shoulder blade deeply onto the back of your chest. Soften the face. Blur the gaze a little bit. Shoulder deeply onto the back of the heart. Lift the thigh. Kick and lift. Kick, lift, notice. And then release the knee down, hand down. <sighs> I'm tired today. I don't know about you guys. I don't know if it's the sequence or the fact that I've been 
dancing a lot. Extend your legs back, <laughs> shoulders over the wrists. Uh, if your hips are sagging down, then uh, either try to lift through the waistline to align your hips, uh, your shoulders, hips, and heels, or for better alignment, you might be working these poses with the knees on the floor. Okay, from here, with an inhale, roll to the outside of the right foot, inside of the left foot, sweep the left arm up, side plank, exhale back to plank, inhale, left foot grounds, right arm reaches up, exhale back to plank, two more rounds, inhale, left arm, exhale, plank, inhale, right arm, lift into the hips, exhale, plank, Inhale, left, lift into the hips. Exhale, plank, last one, best one. Inhale, lift the right leg, arm, <laughs> plank. <laughs> and then from here, lower the knees to the floor. Tuck the toes, tilt the tailbone up towards the ceiling like you're doing cow pose in the low back. Take your chin and gaze forward as you begin to bend your elbows straight back, lowering your chin and chest to the floor at approximately the same time. Slide forward onto your belly, lift your legs, point your toes back, place your feet hip width distance apart, hug your shoulders together behind your heart, tone the muscles of the legs, lengthen back through the tailbone, press the front of the pelvis into the mat, and then as you inhale next, curl up into a little baby cobra pose. Okay, so in little baby cobra, we're not using the pressure of the hands into the floor to lift the chest, we're just using the strength of the upper back to lift the front body. So you might take your hands up off the floor to demonstrate that. Look, no hands. Push down through the feet. And then we're gonna sweep the arm, like you're, like you're doing the breaststroke. Sweep your arms forward and then clasp your hands behind your back. Hug your shoulder blades together behind your heart. Point your elbows up, pull them in. Reach back through the knuckles, lift the heart, squeeze the legs together, lift the feet, the lower thighs, the middle thighs up off the floor. Use the strength of your back body to lift your front body. Open your chest, side of the neck back, crown of the head lifts, and then let it go. Left cheek to the floor, head to the arm bones, roll forward, big toes touch, heels widen apart, head heavy, neck soft, arms heavy, upper back broad, big toes together. Broaden through the low back. Reconnect with your breath. And arrive in this pose, in this moment, an integral part of the practice. So I was, saying this, I was telling this story yesterday during class, and perhaps I can get through it more succinctly now. <laughs> but I was doing some art with my daughter, who is about to be five, and uh, she was getting very frustrated with um, trying to draw something from uh, observation. And she just goes, this isn't beautiful, and like crumples it up and throws it down. And it's interesting as a parent uh, reacting to your kids, trying to teach them, and you often learn something about the way that you think <laughs> when you're telling your kids uh, you're navigating the world for your children. So I said, you know, making art isn't always about uh, creating a product that's beautiful. And when I said that, I was like, "Do I believe that?" And I think I, I think I really do. I think there that making art, as in, I find it parallel to doing yoga. Uh, it's there's a truth to how you're doing what you're doing, 
and uh, perhaps the byproduct of moving with and living your truth <laughs> may be beautiful, but not likely it's not always beautiful because you're, we're, all, we're all on this journey. And yeah, okay, so that's my... That's my advice to my daughter. Okay, and you guys, chin to the floor, point your toes, ground through the tops of your feet, hands by the ribs, shoulders on the back, tone the legs, lengthen the tailbone, ground the pelvis, inhale, curl up, little baby cobra pose. Keep the feet grounded, lift the hands, look mom, no hands, shoulders on the back, heart opens, use the strength of the back body to lift the chest. And then, like you're doing the breaststroke, reach the arms forward and then swing them back. Interlace the fingers behind the back, elbows towards the ceiling, elbows in towards one another, collarbones broad and lifted. Squeeze the legs, lengthen the knuckles, lift the feet, the lower thighs, the middle thighs. Use the strength of the back body to open up and lift the front body. Soften the edges of your mouth. Give it all you got. Five, four, three, two, and one. Right cheek to the floor. Arms at your sides, big toes touch, heels widen apart, head heavy, neck soft, upper back broad. Return to your breath. I'm also very into <laughs> the impermanence of art. Um, and I'd like to impart that on my children as my um, freshman year college art professor imparted on me that um, <laughs> I think, yeah, well, another parallel between art making and yoga practice is this idea of non-attachment. So being present in the process and not getting caught up in the result of your postures, the result of your um, expression. Okay, chin to the floor, tuck your toes, lift your knees, tone the muscles of your legs, plant your wrists by your ribs, and then in one solid plank, you're gonna push up from the floor. Exhale, send the hips up and back to our very first downward facing dog for the day. As you say hello to your dog, you might give it a little walk, give a little uh, tail wag, shifting the hips from side to side, quickly or slowly, releasing through the low back after those back bending postures. And I'd like to take a minute to, not a whole minute, just about three seconds to bend the knees, locate a block or a block substitute and place it at the top of the mat. Press back, down dog, Take the right foot an inch towards center, lift the right leg straight up and back, much like three-legged table in three-legged dog. Keep the hips at an even height, knee and toes point down. Push down and forward with the hands, reach up and back with the right leg, look to the top of your mat, and as you exhale next, lunge your right foot to the top of your mat between your hands. Hands can be on fingertips or blocks. Melt the hips down and forward so the right thigh comes parallel to the floor. Knee over the heel. Feel the weightiness of your hips and then counter that weight by lifting through your back inner upper thigh. Extend from your left inner groin to the knee back through the inner heel of the left foot. 
And then from the heart, expand forward, broaden across your chest. Look, look forward. So be with your lunge. I love, I love a lunge. I love a low lunge. I love a medium, I call this a medium lunge. I love a high lunge. Um, they just feel, they just feel essential to me. Okay, so uh, love your lunge and then we're going to move. Uh, so, first step to bring the left heel to the floor, outside edge of the left foot parallel to the floor, keeping the right knee deeply bent. Bring the block to the inside of your right ankle at one of its three settings. Place the right hand on the block and then hug the right knee into the right arm while widening the right arm into the right knee. Scoop the tailbone towards the front of the pelvis as you press the left thigh towards the wall behind you. Stack your shoulders. Extend your left arm skyward and look up. This is a variation of um, Parsvo Kanasana or Side Angle Pose. Lengthen from your right inner groin through your right inner knee. Contract through your right outer hip. Tuck the tailbone forward. Send the left thigh bone back. Broaden across the collarbones. And breathe. Notice and breathe. Again, uh, I feel like I really am drawn to alignment in uh, yoga. I found it akin to, um, <laughs> akin to technique. It's just like technique and art making. Um, and once you have established good alignment, I, I really feel like it uh, opens up a lot of possibilities. So just like I was telling my daughter making um, art, if you learn the basics of drawing, if you can draw a thing and make it look like the thing, then when you want to draw whatever you want, you have the skills to make it happen. Okay, hands either side of the front foot, lift the back heel, send the right leg back, downward facing dog. You've got to remember, make you guys hold that uh, side angle. <laughs> so I'm on the first side. Push your hands down and forward, shift the hips up and back. Inhale, lift the left leg. Three-legged dog, hold here for a moment, hands pushing evenly down and forward, hips staying level, lift through the inner thigh of the left leg, wrapping the left outer hip down. Push the right hip crease up and back. Then look to the top of your mat as you exhale next, lunge the left foot to the top of the mat. Hands on fingertips, blocks on either side of the front foot. Melt the left thigh parallel to the floor, feeling the weightiness of your hips, of your pelvis. And then lift, counter that with the back inner upper thigh. Shoulders away from the ears, collarbones broad. You gotta love a lunge. Notice how it's feeling today. Where are you feeling? What are you feeling? Perhaps tune into that extension from the right inner groin, through the knee, through the inner heel. And from here, turn the right heel to the floor, outer edge of the right foot parallel to the short end of the mat. Stay deeply bent in the left knee, hand to the block at the inside of the left ankle. Widen the arm into the leg, hug the leg into the arm, extending through the left inner thigh, tucking the tailbone forward, press the right thigh bone back, sweep the right arm up. So when I made an adjustment once I saw myself in this, the monitor, Pull the left shoulder away from the left ear. Collarbones broad. Revolve the left ribs forward. Spin the right ribs back. Open up the front of the chest. 
Sink deep into the left knee, widen the arm into the leg, hug the leg into the arm, extension through the left inner thigh. And then again, consider this idea of being honest in the expression, being honest in your approach to the postures. So not being caught up in creating a beautiful product, but perhaps beauty becomes the byproduct of an honest practice. Practice where you are listening to where you are today. Accepting where you are so that you might move forward from that place. Okay, hand down. Heel up. Press back. Downward facing dog. Inhale, forward to plank. Exhale, knees, chest and chin. Inhale, push forward. Curl up, cobra pose. Exhale, lower down, tuck the toes, lift the knees. Push up from the floor. Exhale, hips up and back. And then lower your knees to the floor. So, we're going to go right into our headstand practice. So, um, at this point, I'm kind of assuming that people who are watching are, um, are familiar with my class or familiar with yoga. Um, so I'm not going to go too in-depth with the headstand um, tutorial today. I have plenty of other classes where I've gone through that. So uh, what I'm going to ask today is if, you need to t- if, you need, if you're still using the wall, uh, slide your mat to the base of the wall and uh, then come up into a forearm dog position with the fingers interlaced. Look between the hands, walk the feet forward, don't let the shoulders come forward of the wrists, or sorry, forward of the elbows. Lower your head down, cup the back of your head between the heels of your hands, push down through your head, push down through your forearms, walk your feet closer, and either kick your hips to the wall, lift one leg, or attempt to draw the sides of the waistline back, squeeze the legs together, float the feet up with the legs together. Really a good challenge for the core. Um, I did a couple of legs leg lifts yesterday and I'm gonna opt out of that today. I didn't feel like it was especially um, protective of my neck, so I, I've, had, I've had some neck strain in the recent months and I don't wanna revisit that right now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you'd like, to make variations on your headstand today. Uh, Some suggested variations might be uh, to extend uh, the heels out towards either side of the room since we uh, bypassed our wide-legged forward fold today. So you might take the legs wide apart, push out through the soles of the feet, extend through the inner thighs, lengthen the tailbone up. I really like this one. Uh, It just gives you a new access to the inner thighs with this um, altered relationship to gravity. So maybe that one. Pull the heels back towards one another as though they are magnetized. And a next option might be to take the left leg forward, right leg back into a Uh, (laughs) headstand splits right inner thigh wraps down towards the floor 
Left outer hip lifts, push through the feet. And then again, magnetize the legs together. And slowly, right leg forward, left leg back. Keeping the hips over the heart, heart over the head. Reach through the inseam of the left leg, left inner thigh wraps towards the floor. Push out through the heel of the right foot, wrap the right outer hip skyward. When you feel about even, bring the legs back to center. And that's going to be enough for my headstand practice today. So if you'd like, join me in bringing the legs down with control. And then either tuck the toes under with the knees and feet together, push the hips back towards the heels, rounding the low back, or you can lay the feet flat. Reach the arms forward and then melt the forehead and forearms towards or to the mat. Arrive in your child's pose. So, as I have said many times before, uh, I like the idea of the name of the pose informing the practice of the pose. So, uh, I was just thinking now how child's pose might in child the child's pose might inform the actions here or the uh, or the <laughs> uh, the approach to this shape. And really, uh, to call this child's pose, I'm thinking is, is kind of a sad, sad thing because the um, this is really a protective shape. And maybe the idea, I'm thinking maybe the idea is that uh, children express their emotions in their bodies um, perhaps more freely than adults do. I know for myself that uh, <laughs> I have had arguments uh, with my husband where um, I just, my body balls up into this shape where I'm just like feeling, you know, it's a shape of uh, comfort when you're feeling vulnerable. Um, and I feel like children are perhaps more reactionary in their, with their body language than adults are. Um, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really, it probably isn't appropriate to just get into this shape in the middle of a um, middle of a business meeting. Um, not that I have a lot of business meetings. Okay, sweep your arms back, palms face up, heads of the arm bones, sink forward, upper back broadens, recognize the variation, uh, how the pose changes as you take the arms back. start to round up through the spine. Let me consult my notes as to what we may be doing next. Okay, so 
Swing your legs forward and lie on your back. Um, take your arms to the sky as so you're going to put your palm prints on the ceiling. And then draw your knees together, inner feet together. Tuck your tailbone off of the floor towards your heels. And then widen your knees away from one another and try to get your knees up towards your armpits. Now peel the head, neck, and shoulders up away from the floor. Push your hands up. Keep your inner feet together. Pull, pull your knees up towards your armpits. Tuck your tailbone towards your heels. Using the contraction of the abdomen to lift your back body, curl your back body more and more away from the floor. Soften the edges of your mouth. Curl up less of the back body on the earth. Then slowly lower the hips down, lower the head down, lower the shoulders down, arms down as well. Hands onto the body if you like that. Mind back to the breath. So as uh, many of you know uh, from experience with me, or perhaps other people uh, teach this similarly, uh, this is a prep for um, bakasana or crow pose. So uh, one, one reason to prep this way is to demonstrate how much core strength is required to get up into this crow pose. So uh, oftentimes we think of uh, uh, arm balances or um, yeah, arm balances as being all about this shoulder strength, this arm strength, upper body strength, when so much of this uh, strength needs to come from the, uh, from the core. Okay, so let's do that one more time. Hands up, knees in, Widen the knees apart, keep the inner feet together, curl up, tailbone towards the heels, belly button in towards the spine, palms towards the ceiling, curl in, knees in and up, five, four, three, two, one, slowly lower the head, hips, arms and feet down. Keeping the feet hip width distance apart and parallel to one another. Let's reach the fingertips towards the ceiling, palms facing one another. Try to come up, articulating your back body away from the floor, vertebra by vertebra, without grabbing the knees. Very easier said than done. Okay, so let's go. Head, neck, shoulders. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and so let's do our crow pose. If you have blocks, or block substitutes, this can be a handy place to use your blocks. I'm going to have us scooch back a little bit because I'm going to give you the option to transition from Vakasana into a tripod headstand today if that's something you feel safe trying or if that's something that is already in your practice. Um, I will talk you through it. So if you have blocks, place them about uh, in the middle of your mat perhaps. And uh, I'm having my blocks on their lowest setting, side by side. As I step my feet onto my blocks, the inner edges of my feet are together. Now I'm going to start to bend my knees, reaching my knees out towards uh, 
the outsides of my arms. So I'm in kind of a squatted position up on my toes, inner feet together. And I like to reach the arms forward to lengthen the spine. So keep your hips low, reach your arms forward, rest, rest your head down into this forward folded position. And then keeping your hips low, slide your hands back below your shoulders. So your hands are shoulder width distance apart. Spread your fingers into your palms. And then hug your arm, your legs into your outer arms. Adduction. Hug the legs in. Draw the sides of your waistline back, rounding the low spine, engaging with your core. Look forward and start to uh, shift the weight of your upper body forward. Maybe one foot comes off the floor, maybe the other. Squeeze the legs into the arms, lift through the sides of the waistline. Bakasana, crow pose. And you might lower your head towards or to the floor. Setting up for tripod headstand, elbows over the wrist. Squeeze the legs in as you lift the hips up. Heels over the hips. And then transition back out. Easier said than done. Inner feet together, sides of the waistline back. Push through the hands. Lift through the sides of the waistline. Whew. Bakasana. Come back down. So again, um, <laughs> opt for truth in your expression over beauty of expression. So um, as with anything, when you are practicing, when you are new to something, uh, you're not going to have all that refinement. You're not going to have the grace and stability. That's kind of... Um, that <laughs> the channels for that <laughs> need some time to develop. So um, do what you can do. Don't do what you can't do. Um, okay, so I wanted to give the option here of shooting the legs back into um, chaturanga. I know we did not practice chaturanga today, but I'm saying screw it. I think a lot of you already have done chaturanga in the past, so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do it anyway. I'm going to ditch my blocks. So that's going to make it harder to get the hips up off the floor. But, um, yeah, feel free to continue to use the blocks. Try that one more time. Sink the hips towards the heels. Reach the arms forward. Lengthen the spine. Slide the hands back below the shoulders. Spread the fingers in the palms. Hug the knees into the outer arms. Keep the hips low. Shift the upper body forward. Come on up. Ugh. Come on up. Size the waistline back. Push the hands down, root through the knuckles, squeeze the legs in, look forward, look forward, look forward, shoot the legs back. Our upper arms parallel to the floor. So that can be kind of fun. If you uh, have uh, succeeded in that for, for the first time, you might like to try it a couple of times. I know um, when I first tried this, I had a lot of encouragement, which always helps. Um, but uh, it was hard to get over the thinking of it. So it's one of those things where um, thinking about it does not really help too much. It's really just like, where do my feet need to be? And just put, you know, put my feet back there. Okay, I'm going to do it one more time, just giving us time and space to play here, be creative. Okay, let's all meet back up in downward facing dog. 
So this is a good uh, check-in pose. We often find ourselves here in the yoga practice. So you can bring some movement to it. Notice what you're feeling, where you're feeling, where your mind, uh, your body is bringing your mind at this point in the practice. Come forward and lower your way ceremoniously or not so much to the floor. We're gonna lift up into a Sphinx pose, forearms parallel to one another, palms spread on the floor, elbows below the shoulders, legs extending back, toes uh, pointing back. Press your forearms into the floor, isometrically pull back with the elbows and draw the shoulders down and out. So the collarbones are broad, shoulder blades on the back and down the back. Okay, from here we're gonna come to half frog pose. Uh, take your left fingertips towards your right elbow, look over your right shoulder, bend your right knee, reach for the inside of the foot, pull your heel towards your outer foot, and then if you have the space, I'm gonna invite you to turn your, your knuckles over the tops of your toes, pointing your elbows to the sky, your right elbow to the sky. So this is gonna require some uh, flexibility in the shoulder and some length in the quads, two of which you might still be working towards. Um, so uh, do what you can do, don't do what you can't do. Draw your right ribs forward, left ribs back. If you want more, press the left hand down and lift the chest up. So this is a shoulder opener, a back bend, a quad stretch, all sorts of uh, good, fierce stuff happening here. Fierce is going to be my, um, my uh, what is it called? What, do you do? what is it when you're, you look at the thesaurus? My simile, or my, not simile. I don't know. Why can't I come up with that word? Uh, analogous to awkward. Fierce and awkward. Same thing now. Okay. <laughs> or just change fear, change awkward to fierce. Uh, release. Second side. Uh, right fingertips towards the left elbow. Point the left toes. Reach for the inside of the left foot. Pull the heel towards the outer hip. If you have the space in the shoulders, space in the quads, turn your knuckles forward, elbow up. Left ribs forward, right rib back. Square the chest towards the top of your mat. If you have it in your practice, you might... Push your right hand down, lift your chest up. All sorts of beautiful spring happening outside my door here. Got some nice irises blooming and a little squirrel looking for food. Okay, so this is half frog pose, Eka. Pada Bekasna. Um, as you can imagine, if there's a half frog, there's probably a full frog. So I'm going to teach that in a moment. One of the many surprises along the journey, uh, the sequence journey today. But first, we're going to do a bow pose. So come to your, come on to your, come down onto your chin. Extend your legs back. Uh, bend your knees and flex your feet so that the soles of your feet are open to the ceiling. Reach back for the outer ankles. We're going to do uh, two. We're going to do two belly down back bends here. So if you grab one ankle this time, you can always grab the second ankle on the second go through. 
inner ankles and inner knees hip width distance apart so tone them in to lengthen the low spine and protect the low back shoulder blades in kick and lift thigh bones lift sway forward and back with the breath soften the edges of the mouth Slowly lower down, left cheek to the floor, head to the arm bones forward, big toes touch, heels widen apart, head heavy, neck soft, upper back broad. Return to your breath, return to the present moment. Okay, as promised, we're going to do that fierce pose of Bekasna or frog. Chin on the floor, point your toes, bend your knees. If you got just one leg on the first side, I'm going to ask you to get that second leg now. Otherwise, attempt to grab the inside of the feet with both hands. Then pull the heels towards the outer hip as you wrap your knuckles towards the front of the room, elbows towards the ceiling. Push with the hands, lift with the thighs. It's just kind of fierce, isn't it? Push with the hands, reach with the knees, lift with the chest, shoulders deeply on the back of the heart. Five, four, three, two, one, and right cheek to the floor, head to the arm bones forward, big toes, touch heels, widen apart. Release the head, release the arms, broaden the upper back, broaden the lower back. Breathe. Okay, chin on the floor, tuck the toes, plant the hands, send the hips all the way back to the heels. Extended child's pose with the toes tucked under, release the low back. Okay, we might, I might opt out of one of our surprises today. So yesterday we did, um, Yesterday we did pigeon into mermaid pose, and I'm contemplating uh, passing that sequence by. Push up and back into a downward facing dog. Really get my inner monologue here with this class. Uh, find yourself in dog pose, and I've decided we're, we are going to do it. So inhale, lift your right leg straight up and back, just because I like pigeon pose. Uh, lunge your right shin behind your wrists, setting up for pigeon pose. You might track your left leg back. I like to tuck the toes. You might like to point the toes. Um, whatever you do, do it true. Lengthen down through your tailbone. Lift into your heart. Uh, recognize if you would uh, feel better 
get a better experience of this pose if you propped your right hip. So if, the right, if you're sitting down like this with your right hip on the floor, your left hip jacked up, you might bring some padding underneath your right side. Okay, lengthen the torso forward, coming down into your expression of pigeon pose today. It's, it can be nice to rest the head, perhaps possibly on bald fists, forearms, or if you're uh, really... Um, if you're really practiced in this pose, you might bring your forehead and chest to the floor. Let's really connect with the breath for three cycles. I say that often and <laughs> I, lose, I end up losing track of my breath after one or two breaths. So uh, it's easy, again, easier said than done. Uh, recognize the challenge, uh, take on the challenge of three breaths. In completion of those three breaths, I'm going to ask you to walk your hands back towards your hips. So as I said, we're going to uh, try this mermaid pose. So you can start to point the right toes, coming uh, more onto the outside or the front of the shin as you widen your right knee out a little bit. Again, you might want to prop the hips in order to get the chest lifted. So you want to start lengthening the tailbone down, lifting out of the front of the hip points, opening up the chest. And then we're going to look back over the left shoulder, point the left toes, bend the left knee, reach for the inside of the foot. So this might be uh, the first place to experiment with. You can even use a strap to get the foot. And then you might start to wrap your chest forward, pull your heel towards your outer hip, get yet another quad stretch in here, lifting into the pelvic floor, lifting into the chest, lengthening down through the tailbone. Okay, so then mermaid pose, we're going to take the left elbow, the crux of the left elbow, and bring the uh, foot into the elbow crease. Right arm reaches up, lengthening the right side body, and then bend the right elbow, reach for the fingertips of the left hand. Again, a strap is likely to be helpful here. So this is called mermaid pose. And um, what am I going to say about this pose? Oh, if you want to, you want to take uh, Ekapada, uh Kapotasana by grabbing both sides of the feet and putting your head in your foot, um, feel free to practice that way as well. Okay, when you're done, get out of there. And let's meet back in Down Dog. At this point in the dog, 
Turn your toes at a 45 degree angle to the right. Bend your left knee, shift your hips up and back, side to side, lengthening down the outer edge of the right foot. Then turn toes to the left, bend the right knee, shift the hips up and back, side to side, lifting into the left knee cap as you ground through the outer edge of the foot. Back to center, inhale, left leg. Look to the top of your mat, exhale, lunge the left foot, left uh, shin behind the wrist. Walk the right leg back. If necessary, tuck the toes or point the foot. Square the hips and chest forward, prop the hips, lengthen the torso. Come on down. It's uh, very possible that your expression uh, of the shape on this side will be different than the expression of the shape on the first side. That is good information to know. Because you, uh, by, <laughs> by uh, witnessing imbalance, uh, that gives you the opportunity to, um, to seek balance, to uh, find those places uh, that might need more might need more uh, focus, more attention. We call, what do we call that? Equity? <laughs> I love that uh, image of the kids watching the baseball game. I'm, that was going around a lot a year or so ago. thought that was very informative. Yeah, so um, very... <laughs> very clearly that would translate into uh, how we would prop our yoga poses so maybe your first uh, your first pigeon nothing and maybe the second pigeon you need a blanket and a block underneath the left hip to uh, get them to the same place get them to the same level okay uh, we're going to come up, attempt that mermaid thing again, point the left toes, pull the heel towards the front of the hip, widen the knee out, lift the chest up, draw in and up on the pelvic floor, prop the hips, right hand back, right toes point, reach for the inside of the foot, pull the heel towards the outer hip, wrap the ribs forward, uh, turn the chest forward, pull in and up on the pelvic floor, lift up along the torso, lengthen down through the tailbone, if you'd like, Elbow, you can see it much better on this side, can't you? Uh, foot into the elbow, chest forward, left arm up, lift up out of the waistline, bend the elbow, reach for fingertips or strap. See, on the first side, I was very un... the uh, ekapata kapatasana was very unappealing, but here I feel like I want to do it. Okay, as you're ready, come on out. Make your way into one final downward facing dog for today's practice. You can shift the hips side to side as we did uh, after the last pigeon. And as you're ready, bend your knees to the floor, swing your legs forward. I'm really not giving pigeon the time of day lately. Or not pigeon, uh, downward dog. I don't know what that is. Maybe next week I'll really get into down dog, make it interesting again uh, for myself. <laughs> okay. 
Not for you guys. I won't make it interesting for you. Just kidding. Knees into the chest. Knees in and up towards the armpits. Happy baby. Shins perpendicular to the floor. Soles of the feet, feet open to the ceiling. Grab the outer edges of the feet. Rock side to side. Massaging the low back. And feet together, inner feet, uh, soles of the feet together, knees wide apart, flatten your low back against the floor into this uh, reclined Baddha reclined bound angle pose. We should probably do some little twist. Can't, can't end class without some little twist. Feet back to the floor, arms straight out. Uh, exhale, knees to the right. Hook your right ankle to the outside of the left thigh. Let the weight of the right leg pull the left inner thigh deeply towards the floor. Feeling a nice stretch along the front of the left hip, possibly. Relax the weight of the abdomen. Then cross the right leg over the left leg. Draw the knees into the chest. Squeeze them in. And then let the left foot back to the floor. Uncross the legs. Take the feet as wide as the mat. Let the knees fall to the left. If that transition uh, didn't feel um, supportive on the knees or felt uh, uh, like it was tweaking something, uh, that was just something I came up with on the spot. So um, still try it out. Let me know if that worked for you or if it was, um, it was unsupportive. In some way. Left ankle to the outside of the right thigh. Again, letting the weight of the left leg now pull the right inner thigh deep down. Perhaps this sensation of extension from the right armpit down to the right knee. Soften the belly. And let's try that again. So, uh, right foot back to the floor. Now cross the left leg over the right leg. Draw the knees towards center and then hug them up and in, wrapping the hands around the knees, giving them a little squeeze, and then unhook the legs, draw both knees into your chest for a nice big hug. Tuck your chin to your chest, forehead towards you to your knees, tailbone towards your heels, and squeeze. Hug yourself. You need a hug. Give yourself a big hug. Self-love. And then let it go. Make any final subtle movements you'd like before coming to corpse pose. Um, uh, if you'd like and you have clothing handy, you might put on some additional clothing or cover your body up with a blanket. Please, please, please take the time to do your savasana. And I'm mainly saying that in case I ever do this practice, uh, if I ever watch this practice, I that's, this is where I check out. This is where I turn off the feed. Um, so I assume that a lot of people are like that. And um, I'm encouraging you to take this time for yourself. Uh, make this a space where you absorb the practice rather than breaking quickly and then just moving on and kind of immediately uh, <laughs> immediately on to the next thing. So 
Let's uh, be respectful of this transition out of our practice. This is, this is the outro. This is the reprise. Take your arms to your sides. Extend through the legs. Tuck the tailbone. Do all the things. kind of combining <laughs> some of the uh, imagery, some of the some of the themes I was uh, uh, contemplating throughout the practice today that uh, I was considering that we might use this image of a um, of a sandcastle. So maybe something very intricate, creative, um, might even take a little time at this moment to envision a, a sandcastle that you could have built up over the last uh, 70 minutes. And I was considering this idea that uh, Perhaps we are somehow below this sandcastle. We, uh, we have become the sandcastle. We are at the foundation, physically at the foundation of this sandcastle. The entrance of that sandcastle is facing the vast ocean and the tide is rising. So with each breath, each inhale, a wave coming in, starting to kiss, lick at the, uh, the entrance of the castle, starting at the feet, washing over, and then the uh, breath moving out sees that the sand has gone back to the beach, the water back to the ocean. Speaking to this the impermanence of um, of what what we create in our practice, and also the um, the connection, the um, our connection to the earth. Sky, the ocean, connected to all of those elements in this vision. So, observe the tide, the unstoppable tide coming in.
slowly invite movement back into your fingers and toes. And you might begin to make larger movements, starting perhaps in the wrists and then the ankles, or rocking your arms and legs from side to side. Perhaps imagining yourself emerging from that sand once again. Bend the knees, feet to the floor, roll onto your right side, supporting your head with your right arm. Coming out of our corpse pose into this fetal position. Push your way back up to seated. Realizing that we have not uh, had a sit, sat down this entire practice. So enjoying this new position. Rooting down through the legs and hips. Growing tall along the spine. Let's today bring our hands onto our hearts. Connect with the swell and ebb of your breath once more. Might you even feel the more subtle beat of your own heart. We will close today's practice with the single sound of OM. Exhale and inhale for OM. Thank you for your presence, whether it be with the live recording, the podcast, or the um, recorded video stream. Thank you. Um, Thank you for your hard work and your focus. The light in me honors the light in you. Namaste.